Hey friends, this is a Beautiful Life podcast, and we are your hosts. I'm Emilu, and I'm Jabez. And as always, we're so grateful that you have chosen to tune in with us today. We will start off this week's episode with answering the questions, questions yes. that was given to us in one of the comments in a blog post. This question is from Lucita. How do you deal with a pan when it happens? The pang of loneliness, she yes. means. Yeah. Well, I would always remind myself first that it is a passing emotion. So I am not careful. I am very careful not to make any like permanent decisions during that time. Like for example, if you want to buy something that is very expensive, just because you want to fill a certain void void so i try to remind myself that that is normal the feeling is normal mm. the loneliness part is normal but that it will all pass so i remind myself not to make any permanent decisions she's asking also if there's a specific yes. way to do it it's different for everybody but if you'd like to know how i deal with it first of course i always tell god about it i'm mm-hmm. very honest with god and say lord i feel like this or lord i remember someone did this to me mm-hmm. and then or lord i feel so lonely today so i i always tell the lord about it that's what i do so i pray second mm-hmm. i do something worthwhile like a hobby for example mm-hmm. i like to write I like to write so I either write poems or write articles not necessarily related to how I feel so I express it there sometimes I post it on my blog sometimes I just keep it in the journal so you do something worthwhile it's up to you maybe do adult coloring books or paint yes which I do now (laughs) or go walking or run or bike whatever and then I would also suggest that you try to make time for a friend or for somebody in need. Mm-hmm. And you try to make yourself available for them. At the same time, trying to be very conscious that while you're with them, you're going to hold your emotions and not talk about yourself. Because in the long run, while you are answering somebody's need, you'll realize that your loneliness, your pang of loneliness is very minute con- compared to what others feel. Of course, occasionally I also tell a friend that I need them or I need him or her and I call them and I ask them if I can talk to them. Yes. But I don't do it very often as so as not to annoy them <laughs> with my misery. <laughs> And lastly, I am easy with myself when that happens. You Mm -hmm. just have to be very easy. Don't be too hard on yourself. Tell yourself it's okay or look at yourself in the mirror and say, you have a zip today, you don't look beautiful today, but tomorrow is another day. (laughs) So you you really don't have to try to be hard on yourself. Don't try to scold yourself for having that pang or feeling that pang. So that's how I deal with the pangs. Probably it would also help if you listen, if you're somebody who listens to music, that right. would listen to the right music because right sometimes music. the wrong music adds to the loneliness. If you like listen to melancholic songs, yes. you remember the guy, you remember the boy, but you don't remember <laughs> the feelings anymore. <laughs> Stay away from music that doesn't really lift your spirits. Question for me, how do I celebrate Christmas and New Year's as a single person and not having my own family? 
it's it's just a normal day for me not that it's pathetic for some it will they would probably feel pathetic but i sleep come christmas day or new year's day my siblings mm-hmm. they they go to the house and we have like christmas lunch mm-hmm. or new year's lunch but on christmas eve usually i just watch movies or maybe a tv and then i just sleep it's, yes it's a normal it's a normal day i would suggest that when these times come and you feel depressed, I would suggest that instead of really magnifying the feeling that you have, perhaps mm-hmm. you can make a list of the people that you would want to give gifts to mm-hmm. or make a list of the things that you're thankful for and be happy with it. I should say that it's all in the mind. If you True. choose to be happy, you will be happy. Try to have a different perspective in how these celebrations come actually. Mm-hmm. Be be thankful for for the life that you have. True, true. So I would suggest pick up a good book. That is if you're true. into reading or stack yourself some DVDs or <laughs> do a movie marathon. True. Because sometimes this season you have to enjoy your own self. Yes, right. Because your happiness is not dependent on any man. You can choose to be happy <laughs> on your own and you can choose to be sad even if you're surrounded by a lot of people. Yes. yes. And also, we'd like to greet my friend, Jumi. Yes. Listen to our first podcast. And she said she enjoyed it. Yes, so thank hello, you. So, hello, Jumi. She's from Canada. Hi, Jumi. For this episode, we're going to talk about a very exciting, very intriguing, and very, I should say, enthusiastic topic. And yes. it will have a life of its own. Right. <laughs> because we'll be talking about... Getting over the heartbreak. <laughs> Since this is, uh, I think the first few episodes would be about singleness and about how how we as single people navigate this area in our lives. We could not evade the topic of heartbreaks yes. because a lot of us who are singles went through heartbreaks. This episode is entitled "In the Meantime." Yes, because we'll be talking about our heartbreaks, how we get through them. What we will do mm-hmm. in order to get over the heartbreaks yes. and come out of it victorious instead of bitter. And live a beautiful life. Very right? good. Yes. Live a very beautiful life. Without any specifics, what yes. was your <laughs> hardest or worst breakup? Like how long did you, did you grieve over it? It depends on how much time and heart I have invested. Mm -hmm. So if I have invested so much, I tend to grieve longer. But if the relationship didn't really matter to such a degree, then I don't don't grieve that much. I can get over it in like a matter of months, maybe a quarter (laughs) or maybe weeks. Yes. So that depends. But definitely not overnight. Not overnight, <laughs> definitely, because nothing, it's not instant. Right. It's not instant coffee or instant noodles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it can take, it can take, it can take months. months. And I would agree with you when you said that it, when you invested a lot, or sometimes investment doesn't necessarily mean like a longer period of time. Sometimes yes. it's just a short time that you're with a person, but you gave your all. Yes. <laughs> And you have devoted time, time, effort, and emotions, and resources. And a heartbreak could not necessarily be just 
uh, like a formal breakup. Right. There are heartbreaks that are caused by, for example, two people growing apart. Basically, they're still together in words. They're still like boyfriends and girlfriends. Proximity. Yes, they still see each other every day. But the other one is already dying or the other one's already breaking apart. And that's a very, very sad heartbreak. To to be there but not be there. (laughs) Exactly. And that also happens to married people. Yes, yes. Especially if they don't like reignite the relationship. Yes. You can and, be in, together in one house and yet not be there. Yes, yes. And that's very sad. There are heartbreaks also that are caused by third parties. Like yes. if uh, the guy falls in love with another girl mm-hmm. or the girl f- falls in love with another guy. Yes. So third parties, whether officially or not officially a third party, it's still a heartbreak. There are also heartbreaks, he said, mentioned a while ago, about, that are caused by deception. Yes. You might have thought that the boy or maybe the girl that you're with is not committed to anyone. I should say deceived Mm -hmm. to believe that the man is not committed or not married or that the man has no girlfriends or Mm -hmm. is very single and very available only to find out later on he is attached. He is attached and very attached. (laughs) Very attached with a a contract. (laughs) With a contract and uh, by law. Mm -hmm. That's also a bad heartbreak. Mm -hmm. So as girls, what do you do? You just walk away from it with a broken heart. So yes, that's one of the category of heartbreaks. And also there are heartbreaks caused by confusion. (laughs) I think this is the most... One of the most disappointing and frustrating kinds of heartbreak. Because I know that there are people who fall in love without even being in a relationship. And then they are almost lovers. And then they fall <laughs> apart. Or that the other one is... Like, for example, to be specific, a guy is trying to make a woman feel very in love or is trying to and the woman very affectionate with yes, probably affectionate. the guy is very affectionate towards the and lady. the woman of course responds which only is just very really proper for true, us to do it only to find out a few months later that the guy is not really that into her or that the guy was actually no I was just trying to be close to you I was just trying to be friends with you and, and they're so, being unfair you know yes that's right or it could be the other way around the woman trying to give the guy mixed signals yes. and so it ends in confusion. And that, of course, causes heartbreak. I think I should use the word narcissistic because yes. narcissistic people tend to do that. They sort of act like they are falling for you. And then <laughs> when commitment comes, they, they try to disappear. They're like vapor. They're there now. Mm-hmm. And after a certain period, number of months, they disappear. And then they come back again after many months <laughs> after. I did a study, not really a study, but a research on that. Because apparently, I have had experienced that. (laughs) In the name of honesty, Uh we're doing this podcast. Me too. I have been confused because... I will not say the specifics. (laughs) But I have been confused too because of somebody who's very very sweet. Or sometimes even telling you that he's in love with you. And then... But he will not commit to you. Or he will not... Or say, you know, what we have is something very special. (laughs) What? 
And there's no label to it. Girls, if somebody tells you that, you better run. There's no label to it. Run away from it. Yes. Because you know what? A real man. Well, I'm, I'm actually browsing my notes here from a while back. And it says mm-hmm. here that a real man won't make a woman fall if he doesn't intend on catching her. True. So that's not a real man. I'm sorry. We just have to be honest <laughs> with you. And then, of course, there's also what I think is the <laughs> the worst of all daggers. Unrequited love. Oh, my. <laughs> Everybody can relate because at one point, we liked somebody who did not like us back or who even did not think we existed. Yeah. So, in a way, it's still very, it's heart-wrenching. It causes heartbreak. And I think that a lot of songs now, a lot of, if we just catalog all the songs, maybe more than 50% of them <laughs> is about unrequited love. A lot of stories is about unrequited love. And a lot of people go crazy because yes. of unrequited love. And so it is best that we talk about how are we going to go through them? How are we going to deal with them? Sooner or later, we will go through a heartbreak, yes, a heart a breakup or a heartbreak. We will mm-hmm. go through it. But how we respond, how we deal with it yes. will make a difference. Right. It can make us better or better. Yes. <laughs> Do we ever get over heartbreaks? Some get over fast. Some yes. like slower than snails. <laughs> but I believe best that how we actually get over our breakups mm-hmm. or heartbreaks is up to us. True. It's very important that we accept the fact mm-hmm. that we have been heartbroken, but it's very important that we don't stay in that state. True. One of the first steps to get over a heartbreak is to grieve. Right. But don't grieve too much mm-hmm. that it's been quite a long time. Is there a specific time for that or it depends on each person? What's your I think that depends opinion? on each person. Whenever I go through pain, I would remember how that story in the Bible, how David prayed for his son. Mm -hmm. And then when his son died. Yes. That's very personal to me. Yes. And then when his son died, he got up and uh, washed himself and ate. Right. Right. So basically, when I go through a breakup or whatever form of pain that is, I would allow myself, I would cry, I would feel the deepest pain. But after that, I tell myself, you're done. Mm-hmm. It's finished. There's nothing you can do. You just have to move on, get up. Right, right. It's a, it's a mind thing as well. I, I would say that that's very personal to me because... One of my experiences was when I said, Lord, this is enough. I'm going to get up. There was one heartbreak of the many heartbreaks that I had. (laughs) There was one heartbreak when it took me like two months grieving for it every single day, crying about it every single day. And then one time I prayed to the Lord and said, Lord, I'm so tired. And I was really literally with my face on the floor. I said, Lord, I'm not standing up until you tell me that I'm healed. Mm -hmm. I really dared God. And I said, Lord, I'm not going to stand up until you tell me I'm healed and that moment the Lord really touched me and that's that for me is a miracle mm-hmm. I call it my March 2nd miracle because it happened on March 2nd mm-hmm. of a certain year which I will not reveal yes. right? <laughs> and then what happened was I felt that, that 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 was the end of the grieving period. Yes. But it took me about two years more to constantly remind myself every day or every other day, whenever I feel that little pinch, 
yes. that I'm sad or I'm lonely. It took two more years for me to really say and remind myself, you know, no, don't think about that because God has healed you the other day. Yes. On that floor while your face was on the floor. So the grieving period was two months, but the constant healing. Healing. Yes. It took can about take two years. Longer. So. Exactly. Because see, healing is a process. Right. You have been healed that day, but there's still like, you know, you still feel something inside. It's like you mentioned about earlier, the wound yes. principle. Like if you have a wound, for example, well, you cannot just let yourself, well, you cannot just let your wound, you know, lay open. Yes. So you have to like wash it, put some betadine, yes. put some antiseptic or something. And then you wait for it to be healed. But yeah. you already put something that will stop it from getting infected. So I think grieving is like that. You grieve, you put everything, you put everything out, you clean it out, you just get rid of all your, you know, everything your anger. anger but also you wait. You wait for that because sometimes we're too busy yeah. and we're too impatient to say, when will I ever stop crying? When will I not remember him? Wait. Because the wound yes. will heal at that specific time, depending on how healthy you are. Yes. And so your getting over will also stop or you will totally get over that, you know, heartbreak in time. Yes. And it's also during the days you don't really expect. Yes. It's like you just wake up one day and you know you're healed. And that's, that's right, it. Right. It's just like there's a feeling that you know. It's like going through a surgery. You've undergone surgery. You're done. You're home. You've been discharged from the hospital, but you're still not allowed to do certain things right. that would probably make your surgery worse. So grieving is like the surgery process, but mm-hmm. healing mm-hmm. and give yourself time. Yes. Don't be too hard on yourself. Yes. It's a feeling. It's a it's a process anyway. So and the second one would be keeping the right perspective. After you grieve or while you're grieving, you yes. try to keep the right perspective. And well, I mentioned this a while ago when I answered about pang that you have to really think that this is a temporary thing. Yes. And nobody dies of heartbreak. I'd like to believe that. You know? Not until you act on it. <laughs> yes, like, yes. You have to think that this is a temporary thing. It doesn't last very long. And that everybody goes through a certain heartbreak. Right. Because I think also... you. You also have to keep the perspective, uh, the right perspective about yourself. Some people, and we are all in danger of this because at one point I, I felt this way. There's a certain fine line between self-pity and arrogance. Yes. Sometimes when we have the wrong perspective, we pity our- ourselves. Oh, something did this to me. Someone did this to me. And so he has no right to do this. I'm so, I'm so distressed. <laughs> and I'm like, I need a savior. Somebody should see me it's self-pity but on the other hand you become too arrogant you can also become too arrogant and say who is he to do that to me yes doesn't he know that I'm this and that? Who are you anyway? <laughs> Who are you anyway? So if you are on those ends of the pendulum, I think that it's a very dangerous spot to be in. So I, I think that keeping the right perspective, accepting that heartbreak is 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 a matter of fact. And, and it's and, temporary. It's, yes. A heartbreak is something that we cannot evade. <laughs> Yes. As long as you're living. So if, if you just think of it like that, then... Yes, it's also very important to remember that uh, in keeping the right perspective, I remind myself of this all the time. A man or your status does not actually define you. True. <laughs> because 
you are significant with or without a significant other. Ooh, true. Your esteem, your value as a human person depends on God. Mm-hmm. And who you are is actually written in the Bible. Right. It's not what people did to you or how people treated you. Right. No matter how people treated you or what they did to you, your value, your significance, your esteem is found in God's Word right. and in Jesus alone. In days that you really feel angry, bitter or maybe in self-pity a practical way that I can suggest to keep the right perspective is make a list of things <laughs> things that yes as I said I'm a list <laughs> maker <laughs> so make a list of things that you have try to focus on the things Instant. that you have right. people that's people who are around you maybe you're working thank God for your work put that number one or maybe you're still breathing mm-hmm. you have a house mm-hmm. you can eat you can walk your limbs and muscles function normally and when you do that when you make a list gratitude list when you're done with it you will just be relieved and then do it again the next day Also with keeping the right perspective, although this can be a totally different topic and we could discuss this in another episode, but I think that you should also forgive. Right. Whether the person who has hurt you is conscious that he has hurt you or not, whether he admits that he has wronged you or not, you have to forgive. Because even if you like try to think positive, mm-hmm. a lot of people try to trick themselves into thinking yes. all the positive things will happen without but dealing with without the dealing with unforgiveness, I think that it will not accomplish a lot if you will not start to forgive. Bottom line of Yes, <laughs> right, right. And, and forgiving means, I think this is Joyce Meyer who said that, I remember this because I was at that season when she said this, when I listened to one of her talks and she said, forgiveness is this. You don't think about it, you don't talk about it. So if you mm. want to forgive about, uh, if, you, if you want to per- forgive a person, you don't keep on telling yourself about right. what he did. You don't keep on repeating it to yourself or to other people, which exactly. we are very guilty about. We, we don't keep on repeating it to people. You, you just stop talking about it. So that's that's forgiveness. Yes. And I think, I think that that's a very important ingredient to moving on or to getting over a heartbreak. Forgiveness. Yes, it's the bottom line of everything, right, in right. fact. Because all these things that we're talking about, if we don't forgive, really, really. we will not be able to move <laughs> yes, on. Yes, yes. That's a good thing. It's that like really, a hope that will always keep yes. you attached to your heartbreak. Although it's, I'm not saying that it's easy to forgive. It's not. It's never easy. But at least you try. At least you try. And also, after keeping the right perspective, or while you're keeping the right perspective, it would be good that you also get yourself busy with the right things. With emphasis on the right (laughs) things. Because you can get yourself busy, but it will not get you anywhere. Exactly. Like, for example, we were talking about how do you get busy? Get busy with something that will add value to yourself Mm -hmm. and to other people. Like, if 
if you wanted to study or you wanted to do something that you volunteer yes a community center an orphanage a home for the aged or maybe you've been wanting to do something towards developing your hobbies right right as long as it's, it's a good hobby <laughs> yes or enroll in a gym class yes as, as long, long as, as you you're you you want to be healthy and not really just think about be I want to be sexy so that when he looks at me he will be so sorry that he left me <laughs> that that's a that's a different thing because okay. for some people would think that so just keep the right motive as well yes, when you right, do right. things this is a personal suggestion get a bible and read it right right in a translation that you can understand more or get a notebook and process your feelings as i said i yes, also right. journal so you journal, can also journal I, th- I think that is those things those those are little things that can add up to your healing to be able to for you to move on and i think um as a personal experience too my devotional life and my spiritual life really took a leap at that specific time because i had nobody to like latch on yes. during the heartbreak so that time i was really just busy with god mm-hmm. i was really, really just busy with what does god want me to do because i had no idea what to do there was one heart break when I lost my job the same day that I lost my boyfriend <laughs> no specifics no, but specific. there was one there was one but if you know Jabez you know that timeline <laughs> alright um, um, there, there was one time that that happened to me and I felt that I was at the lowest of the lowest parts of my life and, and I had nobody I I had nothing to do every day. I had no energy to look for a job. Mm-hmm. And so every day I would just look at God and say, Lord, I have no idea what to do. I I, I have no idea how to feel. And so yes. I was busy with God. Not to say that I'm not busy with Him now, but I feel that that, that would be a good choice, right? To yeah. be busy with knowing God and getting to know Him more. Yes. When we talk about knowing God, it's not like you have a halo on your <laughs> right, head or right. something. It's not that you go to a church all clean up. It's just as simple as picking up a Bible and just reading a passage and then right. really meditating on it. What do you mean? How can I apply this to my to my life? How can I apply right. this to what I'm going through now? Because the Bible is very, really right, very practical right. if we come to think of it. So One for one instance, for example, while I was going through a certain heartbreak, there was one verse that I felt that was really my verse at that, at that time. I was really very anxious and then my devotion was on Philippians chapter 4 verses 4 to 9 and it says do not be anxious about anything instead pray for everything and that time I was nursing a heartbreak because of uh, seemingly betrayal yes. uh, the cause was betrayal and I felt that at the end of that verse it said there and the peace of God that transcends all, all understanding. understanding and at that time I was, I was really telling God no Lord explain to me why this yes. happened but then the verse of God that verse in the Bible it was a treasure that I held on to even until now I still hold on to it and, and, and believe that some things just have to lay down and you know will be quiet because the peace of God that will not be explained, that yes. cannot be explained, will, will overpower everything. And, and it was true to me, and it's still true to me until now. Yeah, that same verse actually also <laughs> lifted me up when my my mother died. Yeah. So it was like the peace that surpasses all understanding. Wait, there are things that can be explained. And mm-hmm. then when we ask God, we don't know yet. Yes, the explanation right. is not there yet. So we don't really have to also push with 
knowing why. Because yes. you tend to ask God, why? Have why? you ever experienced that you ask God to give you an answer? Yes. I even, uh, this is one of the silliest. <laughs> and it happens to me all the time because I always want answers. You know, there was this silly, silly time I was in the bus and I was asking God a certain answer. I said, Lord, I just want a yes or a no. I want you to write it in the clouds now. <laughs> and I was like, Maybe God was laughing and said, you know, Chavez, your, qu- your yeah. questions are very, you have no idea what I have in mind for you. Maybe God was telling you that. But see, those things, you can experience it with God when he's the only one you're latching on. To yes. Yourself. And you don't have to be a pastor or yes, you don't have, you don't to, have, be have to be a church worker to be able to feel that you can just be as ordinary as you are just as we are yes and then still hold on to god so we say that get yourself busy, busy with the with, word yes with the word and with prayer with prayer with with caring for others yes i, I was telling about i was saying about adding value to yourself but also adding value to add to right. others like if you, I I cannot remember who said it, but um, I think I, I I read it or I heard it from somebody else or from many people that they said that your greatest ministry comes from your biggest heartbreak. Yeah. So out of that heartbreak comes an opportunity to serve God. Exactly. That's the wonderful thing about being in God, being in Christ. That he can spin beauty out of something that is miserable. <laughs> and the fourth one is to... This is very exciting. Yes. And this is where we're at. Yes. <laughs> Be ready to love again. again. I think that, you know, one of my uncles said that as long as you have life, you have hope. Exactly. I think, as long as you're breathing. Right. I think that every heartbreak, during every heartbreak, you have to be ready to love again. Mm-hmm. If you really want to get over, you have to be ready for that for that chance to love again. Yes. And you have to be wiser <laughs> in this time. Right. Just be cautious, but don't be too cautious that you're yes. closing in yourself. If you have, if you know your value right. and if you've been in touch with the Lord, yes, then you know when I'm not saying that you will be perfect there will still be times that you will sleep there will be times that you will still be broken but it matures you right and um, you heal more easily and 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 i this is what i also would like to remind everyone that no matter how mature you are or no matter how cautious you are when entering a relationship or no matter how you have already laid out everything just so you cannot make any bad moves mm-hmm. again I think that no one is ever ready for a heartbreak. Yes. Because a heartbreak usually is caused by other people or we cause it ourselves. But no matter how perfect you seem like the relationship is or no matter how mature you are or no matter how spiritually like mature you are, yes. you could never ever be ready for a heartbreak. Nope. So you just have to live live free. Don't like be tiptoeing on the ropes. Yes. Because that's a hard life. Yes. That's not a beautiful life. <laughs> or like you're walking on eggshells yes. or what. So you really have to just let go and be ready to love again. Are you excited to love again? Yes. So it's like, yes. <laughs> because you know what? Sometimes the person you want the most is also the person you're best without. Oh, wait, so, wait, wait, wait. Can you expound that? I like that. Something. Sometimes the person you want the most is also the person you're best 
without. without. If you've lingered in that relationship, mm-hmm. that could have turned you worse. Mm-hmm. But God knows the best. <laughs> yes, so sir. sometimes it's just our wants. It's just us who's wanting the person. Mm-hmm. But we don't see down the road. Mm-hmm. We don't see the bigger picture. But God sees it. And so He makes a way for us. Not, I'm not saying that the other person is bad or worse. Mm-hmm. It's just that you're not able to fulfill the destiny that God has for you when you are still attached to that True. person. And the same way with whoever, that person who left you or who got you broken. Maybe God has a different destiny for him. Yes. And he will not be able to fulfill it if you stay together for a longer period of time. So just be ready to love again and give people chances to love you also. And don't judge them right away that they will hurt you. Yes. Or also don't be too vengeful that you in return will also hurt other people because someone yes. has hurt you. In fact, do not be vengeful. <laughs> yes. Do not. Do not. Yes. By any means, do not. Yes, exactly. summarize what the different kinds of heartbreaks and they are they are growing apart having a third party or you were deceived or you were confused or the worst which we all I always like this topic <laughs> unrequited love we should talk about this yes. in one episode but we would like to focus on how to get over the yes. breakup and move on and enjoy the life that you have first off grieve. conscious grieving yes and then keeping the right perspective thinking about the right things and we we emphasize that forgiveness. Yes. And then getting yourself busy with the right things, adding value to yourself and to others. And of course, our favorite, being ready, ready to, to love. In love yes. again. Yes, fall in love again. Yes, get ready for new love. What can you recommend to them? Of course, I would have to recommend <laughs> my favorite, my favorite place, KSL, Kubo Salon. It's along Libertad Extension. Just the New Luxon Street. The New Luxon Street, according to our friend Jay. If he's listening, we'll say hi to him. Uh, KSL, they have very good CC. I don't eat, well, I eat pork, but I don't eat a lot of pork. So I like their bango CC. My good eats probably will be Salgado's Kitchen. Favorite is actually adobo flakes with chili pepper flakes mm-hmm. and uh, fried eggs. Oh, where is that though? That's in San Sebastian Street. That's I cannot say if it's Verbena, but maybe San Sebastian Verbena Street. And in fact, when we had visitors from Google, they love the food there. They mm-hmm. practically ate every day there, there and just trying out the different dishes. Mm-hmm. So you might as well just try that. Salcado's Kitchen. Good books. Well, speaking of getting over a heartbreak, I would suggest and recommend a book by... Nelson T. D. Mm-hmm. It's titled How to Mend a Broken Heart. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's really How to Mend a Broken Heart. It's published by OMF Literature Incorporated. I got this in 2008. I'm not very sure. 2007, I think. My friends gave this to me. Well, I don't know why they gave this to me. <laughs> but in 2007, they gave this to me. And um, I, I do not know how to explain this. But just last year, I met the author. I did not realize that he was the author until I came home and saw the card that he gave me. And I said, oh! 
why it was him who wrote the book that really you know helped me get over and if I could just read one of the things that he wrote here he said that from his journals it is a pattern in scripture that God takes something away only to replace it with something much more precious yes so that's very beautiful and then he quoted something someone God will mend a broken heart if you give him all the pieces that's right. very beautiful as long as you hold something back you'll never ever be healed so exactly. you have to give God everything on a practical note I would recommend for those who are going through a breakup this is a book by Greg and Amira Berent I'm not sure if I pronounced it right but it's called A Breakup Because It's Broken oh well the essence of the book actually is that it's broken for a reason so you don't try to bring put it all back together on your own strength so I say that you can pick this up and then the book that we talked the last episode yes has just not that into you there's a movie by this title right? yes and that was based on that book as yes. well but that on the practical side that's a good book for us women really right. to be able to understand guys and I would recommend not be not be led into believing leaving confusing things. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. Just so you know, to identify mixed signals and all that. That's very practical. Everything there is practical. You're trying to figure out if this guy likes you. Yes. Go pick up that book. He's not that just into you. Greg Berent as well. And uh, Liz something to seal to seal you or to chill you to chill you i think it's yeah i hope i hope we're just pronouncing the names <laughs> right what is our practical tip for living a beautiful life practical tip for living a beautiful life i would say forgive yes this have the habit practical. of forgiving and don't don't hold things against people for so long yes don't because do <laughs> in the end, if you don't forgive, it's you in the losing end and not the person who you're against with or who yes. made a mistake against you. So just forgive. I think that's a, it's a very beautiful thing to forgive. Yes. Because whether undeserved or deserved, it's a very beautiful and liberating thing to forgive. We can't lose when we forgive. God makes us humble when we forgive. For women, always classy and never trashy. That's True. how you live a be- beautiful life for me. So when you're in a relationship when you're dealing with a broken heart always classy and never, never trashy and i think get away from the social media if you're high on emotions yes because sometimes we betray ourselves when we put so many things on facebook or on twitter and we just lay down everything and then for everybody to pray upon so always be classy don't yes, put everything out there Exactly. Get away from the social media if you're on a if you're having a broken heart. And not everything that you're going through, the world has to know. Yes. Sometimes it just has to be between you and God. Anything else that you would like to say, Jabez? If I may plug a concert, not mine. <laughs> There's a concert on the 29th at Bacolod Evangelical Church. October 29th. Yes. October 29th, Bacolod Evangelical Church. I hope some people from around town can are listening and can... How do they get in touch? You can, they can they get can, in touch with you? or Yes, they can probably... Is it a lot if I put out sure. my phone number? <laughs> if you're brave enough, I won't. <laughs> if I, if I, well, it's a, it's a public property anyway. Everybody texts me on that number. They can call me up or text me at 0933415-1370. The title of the concert is, concert is A Night of Hope for Healing. It's a fundraising concert for a mission hospital that is going to be put up in, in, in 
the Convention Baptist Bible College. So we're putting up a Convention Baptist Mission Hospital for the less privileged people who cannot afford um, to be hospitalized in some of the highly yes. and expensive <laughs> hospitals we have in the city. And if you're one who's going through a breakup, getting yourself busy with helping other yes. people, this can yes, be it. Or you can go and we have We have people from Manila, Jen Maidiasi, so four tenors. We have Sharon Vicente, the Sandy Patti of Asia. Mm-hmm. We have also Preja, a singing missionary team who will be singing on the 29th, that's a Thursday, and um, the tickets are at 200, so very cheap for a night of good music. Let us know what you think of our episode this week by sending us a direct message over Instagram. Yours, Maria Jobeza. And mine is Emily Or you can write us an email, podcast at also, you can comment on the blog post. If you find the show interesting or this episode interesting, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe in iTunes or in Stitcher. Please take a minute to rate and review the show because that will be a big help to us. We really appreciate the people who take the time to rate and review. Until next week, I'm Emilu F. Iman. And I'm Jabez. Keep believing, keep hoping.